Welcome, everybody, to the LeaderGov podcast. We're so glad you're here, whether you're a city manager, county official, uh, public works, police, fire, uh, it doesn't matter. We welcome everybody from local government, and we love serving you through this podcast, and we hope you're enjoying it as well. We have a great guest today, Chief of Police, Marsha Harnden, and she is from Albany, Oregon, way out on the West Coast. Uh, Chief Harnden, nice to meet you. Good to see you. Nice to meet you, too. Thanks for having me. Yeah, you bet. We're excited to talk to you about this interesting topic today because we're coming into the first of the year. And uh, as leaders, of course, we want to sort of hit the reset button in a way and get ready for a new season, a new year. And we obviously, a lot of us do that when the calendar rolls around to January 1, we start thinking about what I want to do this year, what's important, what's my focus going to be. And uh, so we have a couple of questions we want to ask you about that, kind of how you tee up the year and and even what's important to you now in this unique season that we're in of COVID and get into that just for a minute. Before we do all that, just a couple of quick, um, maybe more personal things. I'd love to hear uh, just very quickly, a minute or so, tell us where you grew up so we get to know you a little bit and maybe a little bit about your background in local government, law enforcement, and so forth. Sure, sure. Uh, I actually was a child of a United States Marine um, aviator, uh, but he grew up in the Seattle area, but I was born in Southern California and moved various parts of the country, uh, part of my younger life. And uh, when my dad finally got up there in rank and he wasn't going to fly anymore, uh, and they were going to send him to Washington, D.C., but he said, I'm going to Washington, but not the one you're thinking of. Uh, and really just wanted to stop uh, having us move around so much. Um, my older sisters were approaching junior high, high school age, and that stability was important. So they moved us back up to the Seattle area and settled in Bellevue, Washington, which is just across Lake Washington from the city of Seattle. So I went to high school there. I uh, went to college at the best university in the world, which is the University of Washington. Uh, go Huskies. Uh, finished there, and I was actually going to teaching. Um, and really have a strong interest there and that. And I thought I was too small to be a police officer. I'm only five foot three. Um, but I also have a pretty good knack for being able to read people and body language. So when I was working part-time in retail uh, during college, I had this knack for catching shoplifters. So the local police force kind of uh, grabbed me and, and said, you should probably, you know, look at this. And I said, ah, sure. You know, I will see what happens and tested in a couple of different places, including Bellevue, where I was living, uh, and got hired there. And I did 27 years at the city of Bellevue, uh, left there uh, in 2019 in, in the rank of captain. Uh, did, I was very fortunate, did a lot there, uh, served in a variety of, of different units and things like that, but found that as that city grew rapidly uh, and the whole Seattle area just kind of got a little bit crazy uh, with growth in uh, that, that I was tired of the 90 minute commute and 60 hour work weeks. And so, hey, I have a house on the Oregon coast. Why not try down there? And uh, threw my name in the hat. And here I am. I uh, started back in, in late January of 2020. And it's been an interest, interesting ride for sure. Really didn't get a honeymoon period as a new chief down here at all. Yeah. Wow. And how far are you all from the coast there in Albany, Oregon? Um, about an hour. So directly, okay. if anybody's familiar with where Oregon State University is, uh, we're a neighboring city to Corvallis, and we're about an hour from the city of Newport on the Pacific Ocean. 
Okay. Yeah. Awesome. That's very cool. You know, I've, I've never heard of a, of a uh, transition into, uh, you know, public safety, uh, you know, having been your ability to, to, to spot shoplifters. That's, that's a pretty cool story. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I well, like that. You must have I, an eye. The best part is I still get to teach and teach at a couple of different colleges. Um, I own a small company where we do leadership training for public safety entities that can't afford the big, uh, the big companies to come in. And, and so I get the best of both worlds to get to teach and then still do law enforcement. Oh, I love that. That's great. Well, thank you for spending a few minutes with us today. We really wanted to talk about how do you uh, sort of tee up the year? What do you think about, generally speaking, when this time of the year comes? Uh, not really so much resolutions, although I guess that could be a part of it. But from a leadership perspective, how do you look down the road? And so I'm just kind of curious as, you know, what, what do you focus on when you roll the calendar around to January 1? And what, what types of things are important to you generally? And then maybe what's important to you now with this unique situation that we're in? Yeah, 2020 has been an interesting uh, challenge. Obviously, I put together a, a short-term, long-term plan when I came in in January. Not seeing COVID uh, at that time as being a major impact on public safety, which it, it has had a huge impact on public safety. Uh, and so that that kind of went out of the, uh, the window, so to speak, but not entirely because I still have we're on a two-year budget. I still have officers to hire. I always have to think that, you know, one year, three years, five years down the road, that hasn't changed. Um, I still have to run a police department for years to come, but also how do we deal with what's right in front of us, which is COVID. Um, Oregon is a collective bargaining state, so we really had to reinvent labor law on the fly with COVID, um, restricting time off, uh, allowing leave banks to go over, um, forcing employees to stay home that might be symptomatic. Those are all new things. Uh, I'm very blessed to have a great relationship with uh, our union here in the police department and fortunately have not had any written challenges. We've been able to resolve things internally, uh, mostly because we work for a city that cares about its employees. So the, the long-term stuff is still there and I still have to look at, okay, I know I've got five people retiring takes us a year to get a police officer hired and trained. That work still continues. Um, I have a radio system that has to be replaced at the end of 2021. All of those financial logistical decisions have to be planned for and made. So I have to prioritize around that. But then you also have COVID. Uh, we didn't know the immediate impact. The financial impact of the state of Oregon, knock on wood, has been minimal uh, because it's a property tax state. It was a short-lived uh, impact with the first shutdown. Now we're in our second. Uh, so we're still, we're not feeling it like uh, sales tax states are. Washington, they just got obliterated uh, budget-wise because their sales tax just disappeared. Um, so trying to make those adjustments. I held a couple positions opening, open that I would normally fill right away, things like that. Um, and also just uh, trying to keep the overall morale up. Um, I have young police officers that want to go out and look for bad guys. And for at least a month and a half, two months uh, in March and April, we told them not to do that um, because our jails basically went into shutdown mode. You had to commit serious felonies to get in jail. And that hasn't really led up that much. So we're now paying the price with property crime going up and, and things like that. So 
it's kind of a, a twofold approach where I look at the, the long-term um, planning and, and that uh, making sure that I have staff. I know that I've got a number of retirees coming at me um, and make sure that we're, we're staying ahead of all of that hiring while at the same time being flexible. Our, our, our big motto of 2020 is being flexible and adaptive because the rules are constantly changing on us. Um, the state of Oregon is coming out of a, a second freeze uh, this week and then county by county, there'll be lockdowns uh, and we'll be pretty locked down here in this area as well. So it, it's two approaches. Um, I always come from a, my people first, meaning that also means accountability. So making sure that we're following all the things we need to be following, particularly uh, with the George Floyd murder, that has had a huge impact on policing. So making sure I'm, even with COVID, keeping my connections with the community open and, and having open dialogue. So it, it's uh, flexibility, but always keeping the long-term plan in mind. Yeah, you know, my, my next question is kind of kind of similar, actually. So this might all sort of bleed together. But if you had to um, recommend or suggest to police officers or even a city manager, county manager, could be a, a staff director, finance director, as as they come into a new year, what what types of big picture leadership things do you what, do you like to focus on? Again, generally, maybe not necessarily mm-hmm. COVID, that, that you might share with with the folks that are listening? Well, I, when I took the job here, I knew that we were, uh, the city here was faced with a financial cliff. Um, they have uh, for the last few, uh, actually couple decades, funded growing government costs with one-time funds like uh, settlements and things like that. And in Oregon is very difficult to raise revenue through taxes. And so we knew that that had to be fixed. That was, that was a short-term fix to a long-term problem. So I knew coming into the job that we were having this um, cliff coming out. And we're on a, a July to June fiscal year. So we've got six months left in the current cycle. Come July 1st, we're, uh, the city as a whole is looking at a you know, four and a half to $6 million hole that we've got to come up with. And now I make up about 33% of that budget. So you can imagine the impact to us. Now the, the we have a brand new council on top of that. So um, I, I think it's, it's when you go out in hard times like we have right now, it was hard before, um, but especially with COVID and knowing that we potentially will ask for uh, our community to pay more in taxes to keep central services, um, it's not just a, it's not a matter of money. It's a matter of capital and trust with the community and police and fire. We work on that every day. It's always, particularly with uh, social justice issues, we have to work on building trust every single day. Every contact is an ambassadorship for what we do. And so my advice is if somebody's uh, approaching this next year and you have the uncertainty of what COVID brings Uh, or if we have an economic downturn, which we know that we'll eventually feel the impacts of, is prioritizing what services we want to keep and then making sure that we're making deposits with community trust if we have to go out and ask for more help from the public. Yeah, so so big on prioritization becomes even more important, particularly Mm -hmm. in your situation. But this thing about public trust... um, 
Could you just speak to that for a moment? And I know that uh, obviously we say public trust, we're talking about the public, but there's another side of that trust coin, which is trust among peers, right? Trust among one manager to another, one sergeant to the other. So sort of internal trust. Uh, when you think about either one, uh, and maybe they're the same, uh, what, what sort of things come to mind from your perspective that you can do as a leader to foster trust, to build trust, to equip others so that it is a more trusting environment? Uh, it's a great question. Uh, when I came in and tested uh, about this time, and actually it was a year ago uh, this week, uh, where I came in and tested here, and you could feel the, the family uh, cohesiveness of this police department. That was, that was strong. Uh, I would not have taken a job where there's a toxic culture. Uh, changing cultures, you know, takes three to five years uh, on the best <laughs> circumstances. So I knew that the culture here was fairly solid. Um, these are people who volunteer to go out and do community stuff. These are people who go, oh, I'm out of stickers for the kids. I'm going to go back to the office and bring them back to your neighborhood, that kind of thing. Uh, and they look out for each other uh, quite a bit. Um, but eventually that gets tiring. But like with it, any family type of unit, you're going to have your squabbles. Um, and so my big thing, I just went through my very first promotional cycle, sergeant and lieutenant uh, getting promoted. And we uh, looked at ways where these people contributed in their prior positions in a leadership capacity. Are they servant leadership, which is my style? Uh, I think that's the key to keeping government uh, people in the industry, particularly in law enforcement. Is Are we promoting people that are gonna take care of their people, which also means holding them accountable but take care of them uh, and make sure that recognizing this is a tough job. Uh, are we looking out for their well-being? Do we have a wellness program here, which was lacking when I came in, we're, we're getting it started. So looking at those things to bring our staff closer together. Um, as far as more um, kind of regionally, uh, the one of my first priorities coming in is to build uh, relationships and trust uh, at three levels internally with my staff. I still haven't finished all my one-on-ones. I mean, that is how busy it's been. Wow. I have 91 employees. Um, and then building a good partnership and trust with my internal director partners. Uh, and they're all going through the same budget problems that I am. Uh, and then reaching out, making sure I have really good relationships with my law enforcement partners. Um, Albany is in two different counties separated by a river. So I have two different district attorneys uh, I have sheriffs on two different sides uh, and, and then a major university over there. So making sure that we're becoming good regional partners um, and then also making sure I'm taking care of my boss and, and making sure his, his bosses, the electeds are, are uh, satisfied with our work. Uh, and so make sure I'm building relationships and teamwork on all of those levels. Mm -hmm. And so far so good. Um, I'm a big relationship person. I think, you will not be successful if you can't make relationships work. And sometimes that means helping out your partners when they're in trouble. Yeah, I, I love what you're saying about servant leadership, uh, but it sounds like two, two buckets here. One is, hey, we have some things coming up. We know we have to deal with the radio system, whatever the priorities that have to be dealt with. Those are projects, let's say. And then we have people, the mm -hmm. other big bucket. And how do we engage people, uh, build up trust equity, how do we support teamwork and foster good relationships? And that's the people side of the business. And so often we see this focus on the project 
and mm-hmm. less of a focus on the people and investing in those relationships. I'm so appreciative of what you're saying um, because without good teamwork, good camaraderie, a high level of trust, it just is so much harder. So yeah, great, great it's, point. It's very, very tough in law enforcement right now to keep people engaged, um, get people to come into the profession. Uh, we've been very lucky so far. Um, we've got some good hires we've made this year and, and that convinced a few people to stay around a few more months to give us that, that cushion of support. Uh, and so, and that just comes from relationships and, and making sure that we're taking care of uh, each other within the city. Again, they, I, I tell them all the time, they probably roll their eyes. It's, every contact is an ambassadorship for what we do. Nice. So if you treat people crappy, that's how they think we all are. If you yeah. treat people good, same thing. Particularly if we have to potentially go out and ask for some more public assistance uh, and new taxes. If we treat people poorly, why are they going to invest in us? Yeah, yeah. Um, I want to go back to the kind of the servant leadership point you made earlier, kind of final question for you. And it has mm-hmm. to do with just any sort of story or, or history that you have, uh, you know, being intentional uh, in, in um, developing your team. And we know that one of the um, 10 pillars of servant leadership is, you know, growing people. It's investing mm-hmm. in people. That's one of, one of the big 10. And so I was just curious, you know, from you, as you look back in your career, you know, where have you had some of those really cool breakthroughs with team members where, where you've been real intentional about investing in the people around you and you've seen them grow and that sort of thing? Uh, it's always kind of been a pride point for me to, uh, to look out for my people. Um, I've often, um, I wouldn't say often, but uh, on occasion been accused of being too close to my people. Um, and my response to that has been, okay, um, in, in law enforcement, that, that's kind of a needed ingredient these days. But also I ask, I said, is there any part of my teams that haven't been high performing? Um, and if they know that their boss is going to take care of them and back them up and things like that uh, and, and hold them accountable when they need to. Um, I think the, uh, the biggest pride for me is when I left um, Bellevue, there were a number of people that had worked for me or with me uh, that were thinking, really thinking of taking some promotional tests they liked uh, the style, they had all the right ingredients They cared about their people. And, and since I've left, uh, three of them have promoted. And so they're doing, it's spreading that same message. And when we teach leadership classes up in Washington state, I still teach up there. I often tell, uh, the, the folks up there and I kind of quote Stephen Covey a little bit is what, what do you want your legacy to be? Um, my personal mission, part of the seven habits is you always, uh, come up with your personal mission. And mine is to leave the people and situation better than I found it. And so I really uh, try to do that. And knowing that there's uh, good sergeants and captains up in Bellevue that are going to take care of people uh, and, and be good servant leaders, that is a good legacy for me to leave behind. Oh, yeah, a- absolutely. Um, someone said recently in one of our workshops, uh, you know that you're making progress in being a servant leader when the people around you start acting like servant leaders. Yep, absolutely. And it's that um, almost the discipleship concept, you know, <laughs> in the faith community. It's like, am I replicating all this good stuff uh, or am I keeping it all to myself? You know, as we think about 2021 and, and, and coming up and 
looking ahead and setting goals. I just wonder if there might be any sort of final thought you might have for, again, city, county leadership. Maybe it's a police chief, fire chief, as they sort of point their compass for 2021. Is there any sort of underlying foundational element that you would, um, you know, that you might want to speak to, to our audience and, and share with them? Uh, I think we sometimes in government lose sight of what our true capital is, and it's human, human beings. Um, we provide services to human beings, uh, whether it's a storm drain coverage or parks and rec or fire service or policing. Uh, we service human beings, and we always have to try to remember that uh, and, and make, the, make the best effort to keep the highest level of service. Uh, 2021 will be a tough year. I, I'm hoping it's not one of those ones where 20, 2021 is like, oh, you thought 2020 was bad? Here, hold my beer. <laughs> Let me show you something. I really hope it's not like that. But uh, I, I'm, uh, I'm not going to set the bar too high for 2021 because I, I think we're going to be in it for a bit. But I also, uh, I think it's important to remember why it is that we are in government. Um, we do provide a service. Yeah, you may work in finance or, or that. And, and we, we joke here that it's not the sexy departments like fire and police, but you do, it, we're all part of the same wheel and we all got uh, have to work together. Um, so don't lose sight of the fact that we, we work in human capital business. Uh, and that includes our employees too. Um, one of the things I'm, I'm a fairly resilient person and take care of my wellness, but there are times where you can just feel the angst in the building. Uh, last week, we could definitely feel it here where people are just very much over COVID, very much over everything going on. Uh, the election didn't bring a lot of relief to people. So I think if we have to keep that in mind too, that we have human beings that work for us and that we need to look out for them as well. Yeah. Wow. That's a great, that's a, I think that's a wonderful way to couch it. Um, well, I want to tell you, uh, first of all, uh, Chief Harnden, thank you for, you know, serving and doing what you do, uh, just personally from LeaderGov to you. And thank you for leading the team uh, so well there in Albany, Oregon. And um I really, really am attracted to and really appreciate this focus that you have, this admiration and pursuit you have of relationship and building those bridges of trust so that when we need to have a hard conversation or need to ask for something from the citizens, uh, you know, it's not that big of a bridge that we have to cross because the bridge is already developed. And it's just such a good long-term strategy for life and leadership and um, I really do appreciate your comments in that area. Um, I appreciate you uh, being with us today and, and taking some of your time. We know y'all got a lot going on out there. And thank you so much for, for joining us. You're very welcome.